And today we are going to speak about taking the chance, making adjustments. Taking the chance and making adjustments. So we are going to speak about that under the faith series. So that is our subject today. And we will be speaking from Luke 5. So if you have your Bible, can you just, or your electronic device, your phone, and you have your Bible on your phone or your tablet or whatever, can you just take that and turn to Luke 5. Luke 5, we will be reading from verse 1 to verse 11. Luke 5 from verse 1 to verse 11. If you have it, say Amen. If you have it, say Amen. amen. <laughs> so, so let us read. The Word of God declares in Luke 5 from verse 1 to verse 11. On one occasion, and I'm reading from the ESV, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, speaking about Jesus, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of the boats and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, Jesus asked him to put out a little from the land, and Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down to his knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of, of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to, them, said to Simon, do not be afraid, for from now on you will catch men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed Jesus. God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Now Luke, Luke 5 verse 1. I, I just read that the word of God says on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus. The crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear what? To hear the word of God. So, so, so the word of God also says that he was standing at the lake of Gennesaret. But I want us to take note that in Luke chapter 4, that Jesus at this time, had already begun his ministry in 
Galilee. He has started his Galilean ministry by this specific time. And we can see that in Luke chapter 4. Remember, it is also in Luke chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 4 that Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil while he was fasting. And immediately after the fasting of 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus started his ministry. So the Word of God declares that, that at this time in Luke 4, that Jesus had already started his ministry. But I also want us to take note that Jesus started his ministry in Galilee. He did not start his ministry in Jerusalem, which was situated in Judea, but he started his ministry in Galilee. Now Galilee was separated from Judea through Samaria. So in other words, in the land of Palestine at this specific time, we had Judea and then we had Samaria and then we had Galilee. Hence I'm saying, and hence we read this morning, that Jesus stood at the lake of Gennesaret. So when, when the word of God declares that he stood at the lake of Gennesaret, in other words, the lake of Gennesaret, in other translations, in other, in other Gospels, it will also state that the lake of Gennesaret is also the lake of Galilee, or called the Sea of Tiberias. But, but in Luke chapter 4, I, I just mentioned that Jesus, we can see in Luke chapter 4, that Jesus started his ministry in Luke chapter 4, his Galilean ministry. And, and, and him starting the ministry did a lot of miracles. So in other words, if you read Luke chapter 4, you will pick up that Jesus cast out devils, that he healed the sick. And, and the word declares that this was the prophetic fulfillment of what Isaiah spoke about in Isaiah 61 verse 1 saying that Jesus will come and the captives will become free but also that the sick may be healed and then we pick up in Luke chapter 4 Jesus starting his Galilean ministry so so it only makes sense by what we see in Luke chapter 4 so Jesus starts the ministry people become free from evil spirits people are being healed so the crowds rush in order to become part of this great blessing so the crowd rush in order for Jesus to, to set them free from certain illnesses, to set their relatives free from evil spirits. So the crowd was amazed and they rushed because of the miracles that Jesus did at this specific point in his ministry. But Jesus does something in Luke 4. And after doing all these great miracles, he, he proclaims to the people that his purpose is actually to preach the kingdom of God. So Jesus moved to the Sea of Galilee or the Lake of Gennesaret, but the crowds followed Jesus because they are fascinated with the miracles, they are fascinated with this great blessing. And they followed Jesus all the way to the lake of Galilee. 
And therefore the word declares in Luke chapter 5 verse 1 that the crowd pressed onto Christ. Which brings me to the point that miracles always draw crowds. Should I say that again? Miracles always draw crowds. But Jesus knew that he had to teach the people the kingdom of God in order for them to live a godly life and in order for them to commit to God because it is easy for a miracle to draw the crowd but the thing is what happens afterwards because we have become a culture and we have become a people who chase miracles but we do not become a people who submit to the will of God because it is easy for miracles to draw the crowd and therefore we see even in the church today when a tent is being pitched up and we hear someone has the gift of healing which I do not refute but if we hear someone has the gift of healing from above we run and we rush as a crowd and we rush for the miracle but most of the time after the miracle when we leave we still lose the battle when it comes to the devil and therefore it is important that we understand that it is not just good to rush for a miracle but it becomes important for us as the church to understand the kingdom of God because teaching will help you in terms of your sustenance when it comes to your relationship with God And therefore we said last week that faith does not only have to do with, with you believing God for things, but it has a lot to do with righteousness. And therefore, whatever miracle God does in your life should be followed by a teaching. You see, Jesus always did great miracles and he would follow that miracle with a teaching. If you don't believe me, you can read John chapter 6 and you will see after Christ fed the 5,000 and he did a great miracle. He immediately followed that with a teaching and he said, I am the bread and the, I am the bread of life. So, so it is important that we teach our people after miracles because if that is not going to happen, we will become a church that will serve God in terms of seeking things. And when we serve Him in that manner, as soon as He does something for us through His grace and His favor, we will leave after we got what we wanted. And then Luke 5 verse 2. So the word then declares that, that Jesus saw two boats. Remember the crowd is pressing. They are putting pressure on Him. So, so He saw two boats by the lake. The Bible says, but the fishermen, the fishermen who owned the boat, they have gone, at this time they've gone out of the boat and they went to wash their nets. So Jesus got into one of the boats, the word says, which was the boat belonged to, to Simon. So the boat belonged to Simon. And he asked Simon to put the boat 
and to move it a little bit the bible says to put out a little from the land in other words to move it a little bit away from the shore so that he can separate himself physically from the crowds who's pressing and that's when he started teaching the people from the boat so 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 jesus took note of the two boats belonging to the fishermen but luke states that this specific fisherman washed their nets at this very moment in other words the fishermen had this specific business so so they did at this time what they were used to doing this was their this this has been their profession all their lives so so they were busy washing their nets and because jesus avoided the pressure from the crowds he separated himself physically by getting into one of the boats to move a little bit away from the shore but listen to this the word says when he finished speaking to the crowd he turned to Simon, the owner of the boat. He turns to Simon. And he says to Simon, Let down your nets for a catch. Let, let down your nets for a catch. And, and listen to Simon. Simon answers him. And he's saying to him, Master, we have toiled, we have worked all night and caught nothing but at your word beautiful at your word i will let down the nets now now having asked the owner of the boat simon to use his boat i, I just said that jesus turned and and he speaks to him and he asked him other translations say he asked Simon to launch into the deep. He asked him to launch into the deep. And, and the reason why Jesus would ask Simon at this specific point to launch into the deep is so that he may make a huge catch in terms of fish. So Jesus right here offers Simon a chance to catch fish after he has toiled all night and caught nothing. Bear with me and I see where I'm going with this. You see, and, and this is the point that I want to make. Jesus gave Simon a chance to catch fish at this specific moment. But in order for him to inherit that blessing, he had to make an adjustment. He had to make an adjust, adjustment. And that adjustment was what? Move away from the shore and launch into the deep. You see, it is easy for us to tell you in the church, launch into the deep and, 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 and God's going to bless you and you're going to 
you, you, you're going to end up with a huge catch. But I'm saying to you that before you inherit the blessing, there's always an adjustment. Before you inherit a blessing, there's always an adjustment that needs to take place. And this is the challenge that most of us are dealing with when it comes to us accepting the chance that is being given from above. And oftentimes Christ does give us a chance. He, he often gives us a chance to change our lives. He often gives us a chance to be transformed. He often gives us a chance to find peace. He often gives us a chance to find joy. He often gives us a chance to become financially stable and financially free in our lives. He often gives us a chance to become leaders in our societies. He often gives us a chance to be healed physically. He often gives us a chance to help others. He also gives us a chance most of the time. In fact, if not all the time. For our families to be restored but the challenge is it's not the fact that he gives the chance you see jesus being sovereign lord remember we spoke about him being sovereign lord so jesus being sovereign lord knows what he talks about when he says launch into the deep in order that you may catch fish because he's the creator of the seas and everything that dwells within it so when he says launch into the deep to catch the fish, he knows that the blessing is already secured. But the problem is not that. The problem is the challenge that we deal with in terms of the adjustment that we have to make by moving away from the shore and launching into the, into the deep. Because most of us are not willing to make that adjustment by moving away from the shore. Because the shore represents the, the comfort zone. So, so, so the comfort zone is, this is what I know, this is where I usually fish. So the comfort zone is, this is my profession, this is what I usually do in life. I, I, I only know how to chill with this clique. That's the comfort zone. The only thing that I know is, this is how things work in terms of being in such a relationship. The only thing that I most of the time know is, is this is what I know in terms of social background. And, and, and I only know poverty. And Christ is saying, launch out into the deep. But in order for you to inherit the blessing, this adjustment needs to be made. It needs to be made because you need to move away from the shore. And, and launch into the deep. That's your adjustment. And this is the challenging part in the church. This is the challenging part, not inside the church only, but outside of the church. Us having to make the adjustment and moving from the shore, from the comfort zone. And therefore, when we speak about certain things in church and we challenge you from the pulpit and we say, God has called us to do great and mighty things. The only thing that's keeping you away from reaching that is you being comfortable at the shore. <laughs> you being comfortable with the shore. Because that's all you've been knowing. And God is calling us to launch into the deep. Make that adjustment. <clears throat> and my question is, if you're watching online today, 
Do you have the heart to make the adjustment for your own life? Because it is easy for us to make adjustments for our cliques. But my question is, can you make an adjustment for the sakes of, your, for the sakes of yourselves? See, this is a battle that we are facing. Making that adjustment. You see, what, what you've been praying for may become a victim of the mental adjustment that you are not willing to make. Should, should I say that again? Huh? Okay, can you just type that or write that down? Because that is critical for your life. What, what's keeping you and what's keeping your prayers from working for you is the fact that you are not willing to make a mental adjustment. Because I'm, I'm saying to you today that, that faith, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but faith calls us to corresponding action. You have to make an adjustment. Moving from the shore and launching into the deep. You see, God has been speaking to you for, for a very long time about what you should do in terms of your own life and in terms of you living a better life. But the problem is your challenge has been the adjustment that you are not willing to make moving from the shore to the deep. And because adjustment makes you uncomfortable, you would rather stick to what you know. <laughs> you would rather stick to what you know. Because that's, that's what we've been telling ourselves. Nah, I, I, I would rather stick to what I know. In, in fact, I'm saying to you that some of us here were supposed to do great things already in the kingdom of God. But because of the show, and the comfortability thereof. We haven't reached that yet. But the beautiful news is, this is why God has spoken this message this morning, to tell you that it's not late. You can still move from the shore and launch into the deep. And the truth is, adjustment does make us uncomfortable because we would rather stick to what we know. And some of your adjustments that you had to make is to put in effort. <laughs> Simple thing. Put in. You see, some of our marriages are falling apart because we failed to make an adjustment. We've been praying and praying, God, uh, can you change this person? God, and the Lord says, uh, the strategy is to make the adjustment. You see, you still want to be single every weekend. And call upon me to fix your marriage. But I'm not your problem. You are your problem. Make the adjustment. Stop running around with friends who's messing up your marriage. You make the adjustment. God is not the problem. Shannon, you are the problem. So adjustments is key. Some adjustments is called effort. You see, some of us, is, we've, we've been praying, and if you're listening online, we've been praying about a new job, and God has been saying to me, have you made any effort? <laughs> effort, adjustment, 
The blessing is already yours because if you serve me, do not think I will leave you. Amen. In fact, I have sustained you this far and I've been there with you. I've kept you sane because I have been providing for you. In fact, I, I love what Bishop Jake said on an interview. He said, God doesn't make tables. He makes trees. <laughs> and that to me was transformational. He says, Tables is our jobs. God makes trees. And he says, the problem with the church today is we are praying for God to make tables in our lives. And God makes trees. You see, some, some, some stuff in your life, it's your responsibility and it's not God's. Hard pull to swallow, eh? Yes. Let's go deeper. Let's make it more personal. You see, some adjustments is you talking about what's bothering you. Pray and pray. And the Lord says, speak to your spouse. Speak to your parents. Your problem is a prativyamanalani. And God says, so, so what are you praying about? Because I never said you shouldn't talk to them because I'm a God of love. Make an adjustment, swallow your pride and speak to them. He says, some of your adjustments is leave. Hey, Father, you know, the, uh, I, I've been with the guys this weekend and I, I really want to serve you. And, and God says, leave. <laughs> Make an adjustment, move from the shore and launch into the deep. You see, and I love this one. Some adjustments is called saving money. Uh, by talking to people who like debt. <laughs> Adjustments is called saving. And, and the problem with us is for years we have indebted ourselves because we want it now. We don't like laybys. We want it now, today. And then after that, when the stress hits, then it's Lord, save me. And the Lord says, But I didn't go to for she me. Yeah, <laughs> Adjustments. Move from the shore and launch into the deep. Make an adjustment in order to inherit your blessing. Stop depressing yourself and asking God to release you from depression. It's a cycle. It's a crazy cycle. See some of the adjustments. Some of the adjustments is stop dating people who do not serve me. <laughs> you knew, you saw the red flags, but you ran there anyway. 
people who have no interest in serving me and now all of a sudden lord now i'm married to this person and lord please help me change this person and god says you saw the red flags from the beginning adjustments from the shore watching into the deep let us make adjustments it's the difficult one to swallow today it's also difficult for me because certain things the lord said to me put in effort and I'm, and I'm not saying if you are married and that person is not born again yet I'm not saying divorce I'm not saying <laughs> I can show you scripture that says you shouldn't if you got married to that person go and read 1 Corinthians 7 it's there In fact, you know why, why we have such a huge problem with gender-based violence? It's because our females, most of the time, are not willing to make adjustments. And, and, and I'm not brushing it off, I'm not saying what the men are doing is right, it's wrong by all means. But I'm saying, if you see that he's beating you, if you already see that he's starting to abuse you emotionally, in any way he's becoming abusive, make an adjustment. Before you have to pray, Lord, tell him to stop hitting me. Make an adjustment. In fact, and I'm saying anyone who's also listening online, if you are in such a relationship, make an adjustment. Walk away. It's not worth it. You see, God will, will call you to move from one place to another to give you what you've been praying for. Certain things do not just come from heaven, boom. Certain things need adjustment. And therefore I said, faith needs corresponding action, making adjustments. This thing of faith, and, and I have faith and God's just going to do it out of the blue. And, and, and sometimes God does things supernaturally, but I'm saying there are things that He's calling you and saying faith needs corresponding action. Then in Luke 5, verse 6, the word of God says, And when they had done this, did what Jesus said. They enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. You see, when they adhered to the word of Christ, the result was a large number of fish. A number so large, the Bible says that their nets were breaking. See, the result of obedience, of faith and righteousness, the result of obedience to the will of God is a breakthrough unimaginable. 
we didn't get that nah? the, the result of obedience to the will of God is a breakthrough that you can never imagine therefore things such as businesses without corruption is a blessing accompanied by peace because it has everything to do with the will of God but as soon as a business is built on corruption it brings money but it also brings depression as soon as you do this obedience to the will of God it brings breakthrough that you can never imagine if you build your relationship with your partner based on biblical ground it brings peace it's a breakthrough you cannot imagine you see families without strife families that doesn't like drama in our context families without strife is accompanied by peace and therefore the result of biblical obedience brings breakthrough unimaginable the word says in Luke 5 verse 8 but when Simon Peter saw it saw what had happened the nets broke and the last fish they caught the Bible says when he saw that he fell down at Jesus and he saying depart from me for I am a sinful man O Lord then he said for then the word says for he and all who were with him were astonished they were shocked at the catch of the fish that they had taken you see they understood the sovereignty of God that specific moment remember what we said Jesus is his sovereign Lord the God who has dominion over his creation so they understood that specific moment the sovereignty of the sovereignty of Christ that specific moment but they also understood the importance of humility the Bible said he fell to the knees of Christ you see in, instead of Peter at that specific moment becoming bigger than life look what I caught the Bible says he humbled himself and if you are at the knees of Christ, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. He, he understands that the command to launch into the deep has to do with the sovereignty of the Christ who created the deep. And therefore, when we when he spoke to Christ at this specific moment, he called him Lord. Remember previously he said to him, Master, when he spoke, before they caught the fish. Then after, he, when he saw the power of God, he called him, Lord. You see, which brings me to the point that great blessing humbles you. When it's from God, it will humble you. But corruption will always blow you up bigger than life. Blessing from God will humble you. Which is a great lesson to our guys who study. 
In fact, and I know, I think my sister is listening to this this morning. But I always speak to her and I always tell her, you never let your education make you bigger than life. And she, she understands that I'm saying it from a point of peace from above. You see, when God breaks your net, the testimony always returns His glory. Yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. When God breaks your net, the testimony will always return the glory. Because breakthroughs are for the glory of God. The Bible says even those around Him were astonished. It is not only for the glory of God, but it is that those around you may give Him glory. Remember what Christ said when He prayed before resurrecting Lazarus from the dead. He says, Father, this is that they may also believe. Word of God says then, and, and I'm ending, in Luke 5 verse 10, And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed Christ. Listen to Christ. He, he calls them to have faith over fear. Do not be afraid. Move, trust me, trust my word. Move from the shore and launch into the deep. Do not be afraid. Have faith over fear. You see another adjustment and I'm ending. Another adjustment that is to be made is moving from catching fish after that to catching men. And therefore it is important whatever God is doing in your life should become a testimony to someone else. And that is you moving away from fish to catching men. And that's the final adjustment. And because they made that adjustment, these men are written, their names are written in the book of history. I'm saying that if you can move away from your comfort zone and you serve him wholeheartedly, your name will be written in the books of history.